following is a podcast from Echo, a student ministry at Victory Family Church. We meet every Saturday at 6 p.m. and Sundays at 10 a.m. For more info, check us out on Instagram at echo.victory. I am Zeke. I am here uh, to preach to you today. Um, most of you guys do know me. I was an eighth grade small group leader, fifth grade small group leader now. Some of you know me from school. I'm a teacher at Seneca Valley. Um, and how many of you are just enjoying this Thanksgiving break? Oh, that's so weak. Let me hear you. Like, who's enjoying Thanksgiving break? All right. All right. There we go. There we go. Uh, me too. I'm telling you, teachers, I know you don't think we're real people, but like we are. Like, we don't live at the school. We don't sleep at the school. Like, we go home and have real lives. Um, we love Thanksgiving break too. Like, I like to celebrate every break. Um, I feel like Thanksgiving gets a bad rap. They get skipped over a lot. How many of you heard Christmas music before Thanksgiving even happened? Yeah, man, we were really upset about it at Seneca. So I actually had, like, my students had an assignment. They had to make songs for Thanksgiving. And I would show them to you, but they're not done recording. So maybe in the future. But, man, I just, I love every break. I'm really sad that it's coming to a close and i got to go back to work on Tuesday. I'm sure you guys are sad about school. Um, but I want to get right into the message. Um, so if we could just bow our heads, we're going to pray. Uh, Father, thank you for everybody that came here today, God. I just thank you that we have a place we can come to worship you, to hear you, Lord. I thank you that your presence is falling in this room, God. I pray that our hearts are open, our ears are open, and that we receive everything you have for us today. Amen. All right, so hey, there's a piece of paper in front of you, um, and we're going to do something right off the bat with it. You should have a pen, too. If you don't, just raise your hand. Someone will hopefully get you one. Um, What I want you to do on there is I want you to write down or list, you know, you don't have to write full sentences, this isn't school or on break, a word or phrase about things you might complain about every day, right? Things you wake up and you complain about or that might not go so well for you. Uh, Just jot those down, make a list as many as you can. While you do it, I'm going to give you a few of mine. Maybe, you know, you can write while I'm talking, but maybe it'll give you some ideas. Like I know I'm going to wake up Tuesday, I'm going to complain about the fact that I'm getting up at 6 a.m. Like, why do I have to be at work at 7.25? Why do I have to get up at 6? Oh, I'm so tired, right? Or why do I have to dump so much money into my car and keeping it running and gas? Or why am I running everywhere, man? I just need a break, even though I'm coming off break. I just need a break. Um, or I bet a lot of you relate to this one. My brother's here, so he'll like it. Why does my brother take all my stuff, never put it back, and probably just ruin it? Right? How many of you have a sibling that takes your stuff, messes your stuff? Yeah, like that's one that's easy to complain about. So good, I'm going to give you like one minute. Try to make a list of at least like three to four things, okay? So I'm going to give you a couple, couple seconds here. All right, you guys can keep writing while I continue on. Because this is going to bring me to the title of my message, which is actually Flip the Feel. Flip the Feel, right? We got it up there, Flip the Feeling. Um, because how many of you know it's pretty easy to feel negative? Who here, like, kind of jumps on the opportunity to be negative and complain? Yeah, a lot of us. Like, it feels good sometimes to complain, right? You get that venting out, and everyone's like, oh, I'm sorry, I just ran it. Like, you you need it sometimes, right? Or at least we think we do. Um, And sometimes it's even bad. Like, we get into, like, with other people, we get into competition. Like, someone will come and be like, oh, you should have saw my morning. This happened, this happened, my hair was horrible, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, mm, no, that didn't compare, right? Like, this is what happened to me. And they're like, oh, you're right, that's so bad, right? We get into these competitions about how who, who had the hardest day and the most to complain about, right? But that's not good. It's not healthy. Have you ever complained about something and it magically solved itself? No, 
Like, I can't think of a single time in my life where complaining actually solved an issue. Other than, right, I bet you all can relate on this, when you, you complain to your parents and you're like, I'm so bored, I'm so bored, mom, I'm so bored, I'm so bored, or I'm so hungry, I'm so hungry. And then finally, just, just here's five bucks, go get ice cream, right? Go to the concession and get ice cream. Like, you, that might happen, but in real life, complaining doesn't solve any issues, right? When you complain about someone or about something someone did, all that does is probably leave you Next time you see them, you're wondering, did they hear about what I said? Right? It gets awkward. Have you guys ever been in that position? Right? You, you're sitting there wondering, have, do they know? Or if they do know, now you're like, oh, are we cool? I don't, I don't know. Right? Complaining actually leads to, to destroying relationships usually, and it never results in uh, a solution. But so if we want to change our circumstance, right, because we're feeling negative, right, we're going through some tough times. If we want to change our circumstance, we have to change our perspective. So simple words, if we want to change what's going on, we have to change the way we look at it, okay? Um, and so we always talk here at church, right, if anyone comes to church, we talk about the lies that the enemy tells us, right? We've all heard about that, like the devil's always lying to us, he tells us lies. But I want to bring up something else that we don't usually talk about. The devil doesn't always lie to us. That's, that's kind of a weird thought, right? Sometimes the devil tells us exactly what's happening. And I heard this like probably about a month ago. I was like, what? That's a weird thought. The devil tells us exactly what's happening. Yeah, sometimes he tells us the exact truth. He says exactly what's going on. But he twists it. And that's what we got to remember. He's, he, he's known as the deceiver. So he's going to tell us what's happening, but he's going to twist it. He's going to make what should be good seem bad. And that's what we're complaining about. And he's going to seem what should be bad, make it look good. And we see this right off the bat in the Bible, Genesis 3, 1 through 6. Right? They're in the garden, right? Adam and Eve. And God's like, don't eat. You can eat anything you want. Don't touch that tree in the middle, right? And the devil comes up as a serpent, right? Which is a symbol for deception. And is like, hey, did he really say you can't eat that? And they're like, no, yeah. He said we'd die. He's like, you're not going to die. They're like, no, he said we can't touch it. He's like, no. You know why? Because if you eat that, your eyes are going to be open. You're going to be as smart as him. You're going to know all these things that you don't know now. That's why he doesn't want you to. You're going to know all these things. You're going to be so much smarter. You're like, wow, that doesn't seem so bad. So they eat it. And guess what? Exactly what the devil said would happen, happened. Their eyes were open. They knew all this stuff they didn't know before. Was it good? No. What was the first thing they did? Anybody know? Yeah, they ran and hid to cover themselves. They made clothing because all of a sudden they knew how naked they were. They knew every way they fell short, how they didn't stack up. All the things God carried for them, now they could see it. They had to deal with all this stuff that they were not designed to deal with. So the devil told them exactly what was going to happen. I'm going to open your eyes. You're going to know all this stuff. You're going to be just like God. And they did. And was it a good thing? No. Right? They had their eyes opened to exactly where they fell short. And we weren't made to deal with it. Um, so... If we keep going on there, they told him exactly what it was, right? Told him exactly what was going to happen. So if we need to flip the feeling, right, and we're seeing it as negative and we need to take it a positive because he's telling us exactly what's happening but twisting it, so we're taking the blessing and twisting it into a neg negative thing, we need to flip the feeling, and so we need to change the way we look at it. But how do we do that? Flip the feeling. And what do I mean by that? Sometimes the negative feeling can actually be a start to thankfulness. When we feel negatively, it could be the invitation 
to be thankful, which again, that seems like they're complete opposite. Like how many of you have been complaining? Like, man, I'm thankful for this issue, right? You don't really do it, but it actually is, it can lead to it, right? Because if you're negative, it's actually probably better than being okay. Because the Bible actually says lukewarm's bad. Jesus said if you're lukewarm, not hot or cold, hot would be like you're on fire for him, cold like you're kind of, eh, I'm not about it. If you're just lukewarm, God said he's going to spit you out of his mouth. He wants nothing to do with that. So if you're just okay, right, that's what we could translate it, lukewarm. You're just doing okay in life. How many of you when people ask you, like, no, I'm all right. That's probably the worst place to be because it creates complacency. It creates like a go-through-the-motions attitude. And when we feel strongly, though, we feel a need to try to fix it. Or if it's going really good, we're kind of like we're all thankful for God when life's going good. Um, and when it's going bad, we might try to fix it, right? What we need to do is untwist the devil's lies, right? The, the way the devil's telling us, we need to untwist it so that the blessings that are currently masked as negative things in your life become revealed as blessings, okay? And so we need to untwist those and then become thankful for them. Because in Colossians 3, 15 through 17, it says, and let, we got that coming up, good. And let the peace of Christ rule your hearts and be thankful. So right there, that tells us right off the bat, peace is tied to thankfulness. How many of you would, would rather be peaceful than anxiety-filled? Right? So right there, it tells you thankfulness is tied to peace. If you're not thankful and you're complaining, you're not going to have peace. Right there, it tells you that in Colossians. Right there. If you are not thankful, you're not going to have peace. And it says, then it says, let the word of Christ dwell in you teaching and urging one another in God's words. So read the Bible, have friends that are going to talk to you about God, right? Have that word in your life. And then it says, singing spiritual songs with thankfulness in your heart to God. So we just did that, right? We just had worship. After this message, we're going to have worship again. We kind of model this every time we're in here, okay? And whatever you do, do everything in the name of Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So that's two times in that verse when we're talking about peace, it talks about being thankful. So again, thankfulness is probably the key to peace in your life. So again, peace associated with thankfulness. We need to have the word of God in us. We need to surround us by people who are going to speak his word. And we need to sing songs and speak out, you know, what he says about us. Um, and then everything we have to do, everything we do, we need to give thanks to God in the end. Because if we do this, if we do that process that it outlines, the devil can't twist what is going on in our lives. One of the keys to defeating the devil is thanking God for every situation you're being faced with. That's really important. One of the keys to defeating the devil is giving thanks for every situation, even bad ones. Because the, the Bible doesn't say that God's going to make it easy. Never once. Never said he's going to make your life life's easy. He even says it's probably going to be harder. But what he does promise, he's going to make you better. So when you get challenged, and every time that challenge might get harder, he's going to continue to make you better. So you want to thank him because he is going to bring you and elevate you and improve you every single time you face a hardship. Okay? So, okay, we want to be thankful, but how do we actually do that? Well, the action behind thankfulness is praise. Okay, the action behind thankfulness is praise. How do we do that? So I'm going to say it. Okay, I'm going to walk you through the steps. It's outlined in the last verse. We said I'm going to walk you through the steps here, and then I'm going to tell you how I did it. So praise can start by talking. 
Anyone ever talk to themselves in the morning or when they're upset? Have that conversation in your head, right? Or even out loud because no one's there to listen to you gossip, right? So, I'm, you know, I might be driving to work in the morning and just, oh, God, why am I up so early? I am so tired. Why, why, why so early, right? And then I might take it into praying because I recognize, wow, I'm in a deficit right now. I need some help. So I'm just in there, man, God, just give me some energy. Give me some supernatural energy. Let me, let me be exciting to these kids. Don't let me let them down, right? And then at a point I realize, wait a minute, I'm praying for vic- victory, right? God's going to provide. So I start thanking him because when you pray, you don't want to just ask. You want to proclaim like it did happen. So then I'm going to change and I'm going to say, thank you, God, because I realized I'm waking up because I have a job. A lot of people don't have good jobs. So I, I flip it. This is where it flips. I go from complaining to praying for help to thanking God. I say, you know what, God? Thank you. Thank you that I have a job I have to wake up for. Thank you that you're trusting me, teaching your kids, pouring into your kids every day. Thank you so much that this job supports me in my life. So did you guys see what happened there? I went from negative to, to thanking him in about one minute, right? I could do this again with the next one, right? I'm constantly running from place to place. Man, oh, I got so much to do. I'm so stressed. What's going on, right? Anyone ever here feel stressed? You're just running from place to place, and then your parents add on what you got to do at your home, your chores, everything else, right? But then I flip that, right? So I, I start praying, and then I flip it, and I say, you know what, God, thank you so much that you put people in my life, people that are inviting me places, people, you know, you gave me skills that people want. You let me pour into you. You trusted me with that, God. Thank you for everything you've given me because if you didn't give me these skills and talents, I wouldn't be running place to place. So, again, I'm untwisting the devil's lies about how you're so busy and taking it to realizing God made me a way that I need to be running around, that I need to be helping, that people could use me because he trusted me with that responsibility. And finally, back to the brother situation, right? Why does my brother always take my stuff, man? Never put it back. Oh, I'm so mad to... You know what, man, thank you for giving me a family that's close. If we weren't in the same area, no one could take my stuff. If we didn't like each other, no one could take my stuff because we wouldn't be around. Thank you so much for allowing us to have similar interests that bring us together. And thank you for the fact that we like the same stuff to where it's going to grow us closer our whole lives. Right? Again, when you're mad at your sibling next time, start thinking about that. They're taking your stuff because you guys have similar interests. You're going to have a friend your whole life. Yeah, they might take your stuff, which stinks, but you have someone there built in. So what's crazy is whenever I do this in the morning and I'm driving and I'm complaining about being tired, I'm kind of like slumped over, right? When we complain, we get drooped down. Then I start praying. And then whenever I flip it, and I probably got worship on the background, it literally can change your posture. So in a minute, we're going to do this. I bet you a lot of you go from drooped to by the time you're done, you'll be perked up. When you're happy, you're perked up, right? I'll be perked up. I'll have my hand up. I'll start praising God in the middle. Thank you so much that you trusted me to go here and work. Thank you, God. There might be a song. I might start singing a verse, and I completely change my entire outlook of the day. I go from tired, upset, and negative to happy, thankful, excited, and ready to go in a matter of two minutes. Imagine if you could do that every time you feel negativity, if you just thought about, wait a minute, what's the devil twisting here? Why am I actually in this situation? What does God bless me with, right? And so that's what I want you to do right now. I want you to look at your list. Okay, they're going to put up the process there, right? We talk or pray, we thank him. That's what we're doing right now. So I want you in your mind, talk to yourself. You know, you already did that. What, what are you complaining about? Pray, God help me. I want you to change it to thank him. Look at re- really what's going on there. What is the devil twisted on your list? And I want you to write what you're thankful for. 
like I'm thankful that he trusts me with his kids, that I have a good job. Do that with at least one of the things on your paper. And then guess what? You'll probably watch your posture change. You're going to go from feeling bad about that to being happy about it and thankful. And then I bet you, well, I know, in a little bit we're about to come back into worship. And worship team, you guys could probably come out now. We're going to go back into worship. You're going to have a chance to literally sing and speak out his word. And you guys do know when you sing, you don't have to just sing the lyrics of the song. You could just sing out praise. You could just thank him. You could just start praying. It's the spirit of praise. You don't actually have to be good at singing because, trust me, I am not good, and I still do it. So I want you guys to work on that right now. And while you do it, guess what? This is really important, too. God in the Bible has a promise to change your perception. God has a promise in the Bible to change your perception. Whatever you're going, going on in your life, whatever's tough, he made a promise about that. And you need to find that, and, and that way you could speak it out. So while you guys change yours, I'm just going to read three, okay? So when you feel like you're not worthy or you're different, Exodus 33, 15, and 16, for your presence, God's, sets us apart from other people on earth. Yeah, we're different. We're going to be. It says it right in the Bible. It's going to set us apart. When you feel the world's up against you and the problems are stacking up, Joshua 10, 8, don't be afraid of them, for I have given you victory over them, not a single one will be able to stand up to you. Not a single one of your problems, guys, when you look at it through God's view, will be able to do anything to you. You're victorious over everything in life. And when you just don't even really know, you can't put your finger on what's bothering you or when everything is against you. Romans 8, 35 through 39. This literally encompasses everything you're going to face. Who can separate us from the love of Christ? Tough times, stress, persecution, famine, danger, physical attacks, no, in these we are more than conquerors. Conquerors mean we can take it over, we can win. But it says you're more than that. You're not just going to win, you're going to go past winning, okay? We're conquerors through him who loved us. Nothing in creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus your Lord. Nothing. Nothing can challenge you. So guys, that's pretty much the last verse I have for you. I want you again, practice flipping that, okay? And find these verses. Whatever's going on, search what does the Bible say about blank? Fill in the blank, go online, find a verse and a promise that speaks directly at what you're dealing with. Guys, if we could bow our heads real quick, I just want to pray. Lord, thank you so much for everyone in this room, God. I pray that their hearts were touched, that their ears were open, their hearts were open. And I pray that this week and in the rest of their lives, whenever they face negativity, whenever the devil comes in and tries to twist your blessings, tries to take away the things you put in their lives for good, they can untwist it, God, that they can flip the feeling and recognize the blessings you have done, you have given them, God, and that they can literally go out, change their posture, and make a difference in this world simply because they recognized what you have done in their lives. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, guys, thank you so much.